Libraries Podcast is a show about bringing you the latest ideas, authors, and events happening in our community and beyond. And books. We love to talk about books. I'm Paula, and welcome to Episode 9. We've got a really simple show for you today, but also hopefully really enjoyable. Jane and I sit down and do what we love to do, talk about what we've been reading. So if you've been wondering what to read next, grab a hot drink, have a seat, and listen in. Perhaps you'd like to listen with your library's SA app handy so you can quickly put holds on anything that sounds enticing. Don't have the library's SA app? You need it! It makes managing your library card that much easier. Just search library's SA wherever you get your apps. And if you'd like a bit more instruction on how to use it, have a look at the videos section on our Facebook page. We have a series of videos there that give you tips on some of the app's best features. Okay, let's get right into it. Some books we've been reading recently. A pleasure. I love talking about books. I know it's so good, right? And I'm so <laughs> glad we're doing it because I went through this stage where it wasn't reading. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you go through that? Yes, too I do. And then I'll read a flurry of things. Yeah. And then nothing. Yeah. Which I would like to be a bit more consistent. I know. Me too. I've always been, and then just recently, no. And I felt I felt like I was going through like a book slump. Like nothing <laughs> was appealing. A book to me. Yeah. Yeah. And then recently I've read like a whole bunch that I like, so That's, I'm glad oh, to I can't be wait to, to hear. Yeah, talking about it. I don't, well, we haven't compared notes, so no, we who haven't. knows if they're the same or not. Well, I was going to ask you because I thought it would be good if we've both read Nine Perfect Strangers. I've only just started it. Oh. I'm only one chapter in. Okay. So this is what I've been doing. I've had so many books. I've got a huge pile next to my bed that is stressing me out that I need to get through. Get that. And I've started about four of them. Oh, yeah. And I'm sort of one chapter in on all of them. Right. So I need to just knuckle down yeah. and read. So I'm sorry. I was, well, I was... No, that's cool. I was bound <laughs> and determined to finish it before she came and had yes. her talk. So I read it in a, in the over the weekend. What did you think? Um, I liked it. Yes. Because... Um, to be perfectly honest, Truly Madly Deeply, which mm. was her one before that, yes. I did not love. It wasn't my favourite either. Mm. So it was better than that? It was definitely better okay. than that. It My absolute favourite of all time is What Alice Forgot. Oh, okay. Yeah. So okay. I actually, I hardly ever reread books because there's just so many books, so little of time. Of course, of course. <laughs> but I read Nine Perfect Strangers and I really liked it. Um, and then I went back and read What Alice Forgot again okay. because she this... talked about it in... Um, yes, her, she when, did. Yeah, somebody asked her about yes, it. Yes, she did. And I thought for people who are listening, if you don't know, it's about this woman who wakes up at the gym mm-hmm. um, thinking that it's 10 years before it actually is. So she thinks that she's pregnant with her first child and happily married and in reality she's got three children and she's going through a divorce and Mm. I just thought that that concept was so brilliant yeah um I read it and it's I read it about 10 years ago oh wow when I was married with little children and now it's been almost 10 years and now I'm divorced with teenagers so it really because she said in the talk she said um you know, she gets women, you mm. know, sort of in the earlier stages of yes. their life, like in the mm. early 20s, like the um, like the sort of younger Alice. Yes. And then she gets women that are older. And, mm. and yeah, it definitely appeals to both. And it appealed to me at both times equally. Did you like it as much, the second race? It stood the test of time. Okay. It's so good. And I just thought it was really interesting that she wrote it based on um, 
a news article that she read about a woman who that sh- that happened yeah. to her. She had amnesia. Yeah. She woke up and she didn't recognize her own children. And what did she say at the talk? That was the closest because she loves reading um, time travel. That's right. And this is her closest sort of um, attempt at writing time travel in a way. This is her sort of homage to that style of yeah, book. Yeah, I thought was that, that was like, really interesting. Yeah, yeah, it was something like that because she mm. said in order to do time travel, or she was talking about historical or something like that, and yeah. she said she just couldn't do it, but yeah. this was her way of doing it. And it really was like the Alice who couldn't remember the 10 years was like a was like a time traveler. Yeah. She just... Um, Maybe I'll she give it a go. It, yeah, it yeah, really... That sounds good. It was really... I've read lots of her other ones, but not yeah. that one. That one is my So favorite. Nine Perfect Strangers... It's got nine characters in it, which is the most that she's ever had in a book. How did you go with the nine characters? Yeah, fine. She did a good job of creating unique voices for all of her characters, which is challenging for writers. Um, Not everybody can do that. Mm. Um, And it's frustrating when... It, you can tell it's just one person writing yeah. from <laughs> writing this yeah. in the same way for all these different yeah. people and then you can't keep them straight and it's tricky to not be um, overt with the clues when you're swapping between characters as well yep um, and she talked a little bit about that in her um, talk with us the other week yep. that she makes sure that their names are quite different yes um, but also complementary kind of and um, how she just drops little subtle clues when she swaps characters without being, you know, hey, John, remember yesterday when you <laughs> did, you know, and rehashing the storyline. Yeah, and she is definitely good at doing that. It wasn't hit you over the head with, with Yeah, it. the obviousness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, my partner's about to go on a silent meditation wow. retreat. So I really wanted him to read this book because this book is about nine people who go away on a retreat. It's not... Actually, is it silent? No, it's not silent, but it's, mm. you know, it's a, it's a like retreat. Like a wellness, wellness. retreat. Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. And it's about what they go through. And um, I don't want to do any spoilers, but mm. it's not what they bargained for or <laughs> anticipated. And yeah, Did he read um, it before? He, oh, has um, he gone yet? He hasn't, no, he's going in November and he hasn't read it. He's not a huge reader mm. um, and especially not a huge reader of fiction. but Especially this sort of genre of fiction too. It's yeah, probably, a bit more chiclet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As loath as we are to use that term. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I still think he would appreciate this and... Because they do go through periods of... Mm. S- uh, they're supposed to be silent. I don't know if I could um, do a silent retreat. <gasps> I know. As most people who know me know, I don't think that <laughs> that would be possible. It would be challenging for most people. He's supposed to be silent for 10 days. Oh, my God. I know. I don't know how he's going to do it. outrageous. <laughs> but anyway, I thought that was a good one to start off with. I Lovely. would definitely, I would say, you know, 8 out of 10. Nice one. That one. Well, yeah. I've got that sitting. That's one of the ones on my bedside table. I will read that on my... Cool holiday and then let me know what you today. think of it yeah i will yeah yeah because one of our other staff members who is a big reader didn't like it i've heard very mixed reviews mm. of it so i'm i'm fairly i generally like most things right i'm not very um critical of things but um i've heard mixed things about yeah this one, it's, so i'm looking it, forward to it's, it it's a bit fluffy it's not like hard hitting or yeah. anything but it's it's good sounds like the perfect holiday read yeah maybe yeah. something for people to buy for christmas yeah that's right well, shall I talk about one of mine? Please do. You've got a huge list, but I've only I've, got two well, here. Yep, no, I'll um, Let's talk about Jane Harper's new book, because like Liam, we've got her coming on 
Sunday the 4th of November, yes. which we're really excited about. So I was lucky enough to get a proof copy of The Lost Man. So this comes out on the 23rd of October, so not, what is it today? So a couple of weeks away yeah. and the book will be out. Mm. I absolutely loved this book. Okay. You know how people always say, oh, I couldn't put it down? Mm. I literally read the first, the little prologue bit, and I actually couldn't put it down. Oh, wow. I, um, I was sick the next day, so I was home from work the next day, and it was that was the silver lining of being unwell, was yes. that I got to stay home and read <laughs> really, the rest of my book. That is the silver lining of that, yes. <laughs> so I really... Um, enjoyed it i thought i would read the little we whenever we get a proof copy we always get a little press release thing that comes with it so i thought i'd read the press release blurb sounds good to see what you think mm. and if you might like to read it mm. maybe three brothers one death a fence line stretching to the horizon two brothers meet at the border of their vast cattle properties under the unrelenting sun of outback queensland they are at the Stockman's grave, a landmark so old no one can remember who was buried there. But today the scant shadow shows it ca- shadow it casts was the last hope for their middle brother Cameron. The Bright family's quiet existence is thrown into grief and anguish. Something had been troubling Cam. Did he lose hope and walk to his death? Because if he didn't, the isolation of the outback leaves few suspects. For readers who loved the dry and force of nature, Jane Harper has once again created a powerful story of suspense set against a dazzling landscape. Mm. So, have you read any Jane Harper books? I read, I listened to, on audiobook, um, mm-hmm. The Dry. Yes. Yeah. So, everybody who, because I've passed this around to a few people, because okay. it's not out yet, so people can't really get their hands on it yet, mm. but everyone who I've spoken to and the few the reviews that I have seen... Mm is that this is the best book that Right, she's that was what I wanted to know. That's yeah. what I was going to ask you. So people were a little bit... Her, her, she's only, this is her third novel, so she's written The Dry and Force of Nature. Um, lots of mixed reviews on the last two and which one was better and all of that sort of thing, but everybody undoubtedly has said The Lost Man is oh. fabulous. And one of the really interesting things about Jane Harper is that she creates these... Um, landscapes and each one so far has been in a very different setting so this one is um, outback queensland right kind of in the middle closer to the northern territory border so literally outback outback Mm. scary yeah so i've always had a bit of a healthy fear and respect for the outback as most australians know that it's an unforgivable death trap Mm -hmm. essentially if you're not if if you're not prepared for the outback then um, death can come very quickly Mm. and swiftly which has always frightened me and I guess what I would say about this is that her descriptions of the landscape have cemented that fear Mm. and I don't think I'll ever go to the outback (laughs) ever (laughs) oh my gosh I don't know if that's good or bad (laughs) but she's she's able to um you know demonstrate the beauty and the the fear of the outback you know she it's it's both beautiful and dangerous. Yeah. Um, and the the setting, I guess, is a um, is an important part of the storyline. It's not a secondary element to the book. It's integral to the storyline and the outcomes and the actions that the characters take and right. all of this sort of thing. So, I um, loved it. Mm. I thought that 
you know, you can almost, you can feel the isolation and you can feel the dust and the heat and the relentlessness of it. Right. Um, so did the brothers go out there searching for their other brother? Well, I don't want to say too okay. much. All right. it's, it's one of those books, all of her books have got twists and turns. They're all um, sort of a, a mystery. Her first two novels are, have got... Um, the character Aaron Falk, who is the um, investigator or yeah, the detective. Right. So mm. this one is a standalone okay. book, and that's what lots of people have asked if this is, you know, the third book in that series. It's not it's standalone right. completely. I like standalones. I'm not a huge yeah. fan of series. I don't read a lot of series either, yeah. mostly because I'm time poor and yeah, short it's good to be back. able to just read one. Yeah. And feel like you've done it. Yeah, yeah, that's take right. it off. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> um, right. So. Yeah, I don't want to say too much about it, but there's a mystery, there's a death, which happens, you know, this middle brother dies. Mm. How he dies is what we discover mm. throughout the book and yep. why. Um, and there's yeah, lots of twists and turns and um, mystery and intrigue mm. all set in this um, harsh outback setting, mm. which plays its own part in the storyline. It'll be interesting to hear her talk about mm. you know, where, how you know how is she able to describe yes. it so so well yes. did she spend some time out there that's yeah i mean presumably yeah i mean you know the things because these are these are farmers and they're on outback stations with, right you know hundreds of thousands of heads of cattle and you know the terminology and the language that she's using to me, an urban city girl right. <laughs> seems authentic. Right, so but she would have to get it right because there'd be people. So. Yeah. Oh, they'd be yeah. on top of That's her right. getting that right. Yeah, so, so I look sure. forward to seeing what people want to know from her Yeah. on um, November the 4th, is it? 4th, yes. Mm. So there's heaps of um, tickets have only just gone out, so if people are interested, yep. book in quick because yep. she'll book out really quickly. Yeah, they can do that online or you can give us a ring and we'll book you in. Absolutely. Yeah. What's next on your list? Um, yeah, what to talk about next? Oh, Elifer, El- Elifer. <laughs> <laughs> Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine. Have you Ooh, heard of that no, one? No, I oh, haven't. Oh, really? Because no. the cover is so unique. It's got these like burnt matchsticks that make a house. That's one of them oh, anyway. Yeah. There are a few different covers. But um, I think I, I got it purely based on the, the cover. That's how I select my wine, too. Oh, I look at the label. <laughs> Yeah, I do judge which books one by looks their covers. Like the yeah, one. <laughs> that's right. Um, but it's a debut novel by Gail Honeyman, mm-hmm. um, and she was also inspired to write it by an article. Um, and actually, a lot of the books I'm talking about are inspired by articles that the um, well, authors have just read. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting I didn't plan thing. it, but um, it just worked out that way. About this young woman, it's it's largely about loneliness mm-hmm. um, and um, she read this article about a woman who said that when she leaves work on Friday she was a young you know 20s mm. something woman mm-hmm. didn't have a family yet and she said when she leaves work on a Friday she doesn't actually speak again until she gets to work on the Monday oh, Wow, that's another theme that you've got silence yes silence yeah, I didn't <laughs> even realize that you're right um, but this one um, it was sort of at the beginning I was like I'm not sure if I like this or not because the protagonist um, is so unlikable. It's a female, oh, yeah, okay. female protagonist, and I would liken it to the Rosie Project. Oh yeah, it's sort yeah. of like the female Rosie Project. Okay. She's a seems a bit um, Aspergery, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. a bit on the spectrum, mm-hmm. um, but um, 
yeah, this, the story is, um, you know, got me in any way, even though it was like, oh. But the other thing was I listened to this on audiobook. Oh, okay. And it's set in Scotland, and mm-hmm. I love a Scottish accent. <laughs> <laughs> so that was definitely part of it for me. Um, oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah, so um, it's, it's, and she um, has a mother who is horrible to her and um, just makes her feel like crap all the time and um yeah again it's sort of like you I don't want to say too much but one thing I did want to mention is that Reese Witherspoon Mm -hmm. um has optioned it for a movie wow and of course Reese um Witherspoon's uh, production company did um Gone Girl Wild Big Little Lies yeah so yeah I mean if that's not an endorsement right there that's right she's um, got good taste yeah, so um, that's that definitely... sounds interesting. And a yeah. debut novel, no less. Yeah, a debut novel. I've got lots of debut novels um, in my list okay. today. And the the next one, if it's okay. Yes, yes, we'll I've only got one left. Yes, yeah. go for it. Um, is The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. now did you read that? Mm-hmm. No, I don't normally read teen fiction. This is teen yeah. fiction. It's and hugely it's popular. It's huge. Though. That's why it's I massive. I'm going to give it a go. And is this the one that's a movie yes. now? Isn't yes. It? yes, it's a movie now. Yeah. That's the other thing. Um, and it's the last teen uh, fiction I tried to read was The Fault in Our Stars, oh, and yeah. I just couldn't get through it. Yeah. yeah. But this one I didn't have that trouble with. Okay. So um, it's set in America, it's very much about. Um, the, the race issues that they have mm-hmm. in the States. So I don't, I don't know if sometimes it feels a bit like we're so far removed from that yeah. and I can't really mm. kind of, um, you know, put myself there. But yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely Black Lives Matter and um, that sort of thing mm-hmm. is central to this. Um, but the other thing I wanted to mention is that the author... Um, when she, the, the author herself, when she was a young girl, witnessed a shooting. Um, and then after that, her mother took her to the library to show her that there's more to the world than what she saw mm. that day when she witnessed this mm. shooting. Wow. And that's what inspired her to write. Wow, what a wonderful backstory. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? I, I love Sad that. Sad and beautiful. Sad and beautiful, mm. yeah. But, um, but it's... it's largely um, informed by her life because she Mm. um, is an African-American girl who the author herself um, who goes to a largely white um, Mm -hmm. university to study and this is what is happening in this book she's um, she's a teenager and her mother um, sends her to a largely white high school because she doesn't want her, you know, growing up in this in this environment. Would you say it's um, partially autobiographical? Yeah, yeah, I would say, I mean, there are elements Mm. because there is um, a shooting Mm. in in this novel. It doesn't happen at all the way um, it's happened for Angie Thomas in her real life. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I would say it's largely informed by what she's experienced and, and the way that she had to have two different personas. Mm. She had her, um, the, the star, I think her name is, the character's name is that she was when she was at home in her mm-hmm. neighborhood with her family yes. and the people that lived around her. And then she was a different person when she was at school um, yeah. with the largely white. Without her um, community. Yeah. 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 So that was really interesting. You've got teenagers. Have either of them read this or seen um, it? Unfortunately, my teenagers are not big readers, oh, which is... Paula. I know! <laughs> it's the bane of my existence. But they just... Um, oh, yeah. Too 
into Netflix, and oh, it's really painful. I keep bringing books home, sticking them try. on the tables. You're just gonna try. Just, and they're just like, oh, mom. Oh, mom. You and your yeah. books. But anyway, I would definitely recommend this to to um, yeah teens and and adults. Cause so like maybe I said, a book to come in if you you're unsure about you know what your how old, 13, 13 plus? and 16 yeah how yeah. for readers though 13 oh yeah plus? sorry yeah yeah i would say so yeah. i mean there is so violence fairly, and yeah some, and some heavy going themes definitely in there. So maybe yeah. even 15 yeah. yeah yeah actually yeah now that you now that i think about it yeah maybe 15 up yeah because there is violence there is but um, there's a lot of people a lot of content. adults um ya novels are extraordinarily popular with adults as yes. well just because you and I don't necessarily <laughs> read them very often but I've got lots of friends that predominantly read YA fiction yes and just love it to bits so yep. I'd encourage people to try YA if they're interested yeah for and, sure um, and YA is young adult I should using library <laughs> jargon <laughs> <laughs> yeah um they're definitely worth a try for yep. sure it's not all twilight and <laughs> that's right that don't let twilight put you up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh would you want to talk sure, about the next one sure mm. paula and i said that we'd only talk for 15 minutes to start with but no you said that we, I, I, I never did said it. that <laughs> We always go over. We always get into it. Now, this one is a um, memoir. Um, have you heard of Parker Posey? Yes. Actress, right? Yes. Mm. So Parker Posey has written a book called You're on an Aeroplane. Airplane, not airplane. You're on oh, an yeah. airplane. Um, Parker Posey has been referred to as the indie flick queen of the 90s. Yeah, right. So she. this is her first book. Um, she's been in loads and loads of movies. She's what you would probably call a working actor. You know, lots and lots of um, movies, lots of bit parts, lots of um, guest appearances on TV shows. Um, she's been on Parks and Recreation and Portlandia oh, and all right. of those sorts of um, shows. She's been in some of my favourite movies of the 90s mm. um dazed and confused okay dazed and confused, best in show oh, of course you've got mail clock watches lost in space mm. loads and loads of movies i just picked out the ones that i like yeah. i didn't put all of them down um she's written it um as the title suggests as if you were on a plane and you were her seat companion next to her awesome and you're having a conversation so the whole book is written kind of like a, a conversation really with large you know sections where she's just writing normally of course um it's such a fun quirky creative book is I, it fiction no okay so it's about her own life okay. from when she was a child so it's full of um if anyone follows her on instagram would know that most of her instagram posts are funny little um collages and strange little digital art pieces and things like that so her book is exactly the same so there's lots of little handmade um collages and recipes and hilarious how-to guides <laughs> on funny little things um as well as that she's um talks a lot about you know her childhood and what got her into acting and then she sort of picks out a few of her movies and talks about her experience on. That's what I wanted to know. Does she yeah. give funny anecdotes about? Does she dish? 
on the other yes. actors. <laughs> That's what we want to it know. Is, I've got about three chapters to go, okay. but it is quite dishy without it being headline yeah so there's lots of talk and i love this sort of stuff lots of talk about casting choices and missing out on roles that then went on to be you know huge oscar winning roles um and what it's like being a working actor um for decades now Mm. she's been acting um it's really funny and it's really sweet and if you're a fan i would encourage you to read it it's right. great it's been out a couple of months um is it is it considered an autobiography is it yes. too well yeah. yes it would be in the non-fiction oh, section autobiography. so that's another one that i need to finish while i'm on holidays is that a new one as well it's pretty new i think it came out let me have a look in the thing oh, it just says the year mm-hmm. um maybe three or four months ago oh yeah okay oh, so, so it's so quite new. new yeah um but it's not available everywhere because she's a reasonably She's well known, of course, but she's not, you know, it's not like, she's not like Shane A-list. Warne's upcoming okay. memoir coming up, you know. You'll find it in good bookstores and your favourite library. Yeah. Which is us. Do we, so we do have it. Yes, we do. Yeah. yeah. Very good. So that's me. That's good. Tell me what else you've read. Well, um, so another debut novel mm-hmm. called The Perfect Nanny. I don't know if you saw that one. It's um, a short read, mm-hmm. so it's good if you don't have a huge amount of time. Yeah. Um, it's fiction, but again, inspired by something that's happened in real life. Okay. And I'm not spoiling it to tell you that <laughs> it, right at the beginning you find out that the two um, children that the nanny is charged with looking after, she murders. Oh, is that oh, is that based on that horrible story in the States? Yes. With that, oh. Yeah, and I didn't know that, and I read this book, and I thought, what made her write this? And, of course, I went on Goodreads. That's mm. what I always do when I finish a book and have questions. Yeah. I go on Goodreads, and, yeah. It's it was such a horrible by... real-life story. Yeah, it's just so hideous. if that sort of thing, you know, is upsetting to you, well, of course it's upsetting to everybody, but if, yes. you know, if you don't like want to, want to read about that sort of thing, then I this might is not one to put, give a miss. I might yeah. not put that one on my list. <laughs> I know, it's hard, yeah, for is parents, traumatic to read? young kids. Um, it's actually surprisingly not. Okay. Um, and, of course, the question is why, why mm. she does it. Um, is it told from the nanny's perspective? It's told, oh, it's been a while since I've read it now. I think it goes back and forth. Um, okay. Or, oh, that's terrible. I'm, my memory's so bad, and I read something, and I know that I like it, and then, especially if I've read other things after it, mm, then it of course, it out. But it's definitely together. from the mother's perspective. Okay, right. Um, and I think it might flip back and forth, but um, it's got a lot to do with class, mm. which it, class was the case mm. in the real-life story mm. as well. Um, this author is... French. I think she was born in Morocco. Okay. Um, so, um, and it it's translated, so it wasn't oh, okay. um, written originally in English. And sometimes that's a problem for people as well. So if you don't like translations, but uh, that did you didn't, notice? No, any issues with no, that? But you speak French as well. So. Yeah, yeah, but that doesn't. I mean, I it's written in English, so yeah. it yeah, yeah, didn't find it stilted or okay. you know, weird or anything like that. So, um, yeah, I thought it was really well done. Okay. Really good debut novel. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I'm a bit of a true crime this Mm. isn't true crime but based on morosely into that kind of stuff (laughs) so (laughs) Um, now this one might be a bit too um, pertaining to me Mm -hmm. and maybe not 
for everybody, but I read a nonfiction book called Forgiveness mm. by Mark Sack. Oh, so yeah, sorry, The Perfect Nanny is by Leela Slimani. Mm-hmm. Um, this book is called Forgiveness, and it's by Mark Sakamoto. And um, it's about, as I said, it's nonfiction, and Mark Sakamoto is half Japanese Canadian, mm-hmm. half Scottish Canadian. Mm-hmm. And it's about his um, maternal grandfather yes. who fought for Canada in the Second World War and was captured by the Japanese oh. and then his paternal grandmother mm-hmm. was a Japanese Canadian living on the west coast and she was interned by the Canadian government during the Second wow. World War yeah and it's about how I didn't realize they even did that yeah wow yeah I know most people especially outside Canada but even mm. in Canada a lot of people don't realize that yeah. that happened um so it's really, um, he goes back and forth between what's going on with mm. his paternal or his maternal um, grandfather mm-hmm. um, as a soldier and being captured. And then he'll flip to what his grandmother mm. is going through as a, a mother, um, you know, being sent in the train off to, um, they, they wanted the Japanese people off of the West Coast. They wanted them to be in the interior. They thought of them as a, a th- well, ostensibly they thought of them as a threat. Mm. Um because of um, Pearl Harbor, right? But actually, and I didn't even realize this. What he, what Mark Sakamoto was saying was that what the, what really the problem was was that the Japanese were fishermen mm. on the west coast, and they were taking over the fishing industry. And because um. they came from Japan and they had a huge long history of mm. being fishermen, they were really, were really good, good at, at it. it. So and really, so, it was an ulterior motive yeah. to preserve their own industry that's right and that was fascinating to me because my own grandfather was a fisherman on the west coast was interned his family was interned in the second world war and he had his boat taken away from him confiscated by the Mm. canadian government and it was sold off and he was never compensated for it and i never realized that aspect of it that Mm. it was because of the the um, fishermen the industry was threatened by them so I found that again it's totally personal thing to me but I found that completely fascinating it's always good to find a book though isn't it that you know connects with you on some level like that yeah that's right and it's very rare that anybody Mm. has the same sort of cultural background so very very specific so um but even if you didn't have that if you're you know into um you know world war ii and history history yeah yeah yeah, Yeah. then it's really interesting read and just the idea that when um his his two grandparents who had such completely different experiences Mm. and you could imagine that they would be scarred by that mm. when they f- it did meet in the, in you know in the context of his family yeah. they had a really um, beautiful relationship and that's why the book is called forgiveness Aww. yeah so that's lovely that was a really good one yeah mm. yeah and then the last one I'll talk about um, because I am the morose true crime (laughs) sad um buff um i'll be gone in the dark by Mm -hmm. michelle mcnamara have you heard of that Mm -hmm. oh okay so that this got quite a bit of attention because again it's obviously nonfiction, true Mm -hmm. crime um it's about who michelle mcnamara dubs as the golden state killer oh yes yeah yes because he was recently arrested that's right so the reason why this book mm. is so fascinating is because she tracked him for years and he years he was on the loose for decades he was and decades. yeah and just terrorized yes. california and in different cause I, 
I tend to um, sometimes in the nighttime do these weird internet deep dives. Absolutely. And this was one of them. It was fascinating because they didn't they and correct me if I'm wrong because you've read the book. Yep. There were three different um, crime sprees, essentially, yep. and they called him different nicknames, yep. but then they've only just recently tied all of these things together to him. That's right. And it was something really... You tell, sorry. Yeah, you tell. no, no, no. It's, no, it's all good. I mean, there's, this is fascinating for a few different reasons. One of them is, yes, as mm. you say, um, they, they couldn't figure it out. They yes. evaded them. He was like... Decades. Yeah, decades. Mm. And he was, you know, they felt like he must be hiding in plain sight because yes. they would just miss him all the time. Yeah. And, and Michelle McNamara spent her career, she's an investigative journalist, mm-hmm. um, following him, trying to track him down. She took mm. meticulous notes and she was just consumed by this mm. and she was writing this book and then she died oh. when she was not very old she has a young daughter she's married to um Oz Patton Oswalt oh yeah right yeah and so she yes, died she died a couple of years ago not even that long it was sad it was very yeah and sad. so she never got to mm. see that they captured him because wasn't it some fluke clue that connected all the dots so what it was, was one of these, um, I can't remember what the name of it is, but one of these databases where you can load your DNA onto yes, it and right. find out, you know, and she, she talks about that in mm. her book that she felt like that that was what was going to do it. And mm. she was right. That's what did it in the end. <sighs> one of his cousins or something like yes. that um, had uploaded his DNA into this um, yeah, find bank. your ancestors. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and um, and they threw they in his. It got a match, and they. It's the most amazing it story, and the crimes that he committed are just horrific. so horrific. That's just, right. You know, and for years and years, and he was the one that he, you know, you know, we won't go into the details of the crimes because mm. they're pretty horrible. Mm. But he would commit these crimes, and then one of his victims, he called. Ten that's years right. later, and would leave messages and would call taunt. and taunt them. Yep. That's exactly the right word. That's right. And he's old, obviously. He's, like he's in his seventies now. When they caught him. That's right. But he had been just, a police officer. Yes. Yeah. It's a really incredible story. It really is, and it's I horrible, wish but that incredible. The, the book because she died when she was writing it, mm. so they had to um, complete it for her. And I feel like if she lived. She would have lived to see him get captured, mm. and then she would have written it and written that bit into it because yeah. that bit is not in the book because it was published before. How much um, did they have to write after she passed away? Yeah, um, a couple of chapters, okay. I would say. So she'd done almost all she, of it. She had, but I feel like she would have really sort of smoothed it out. Her mm. writing, she's also a gifted writer, mm. um, and she she presents this sort of nonfiction mm. in, a, in a sort of storytelling kind of way. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it would have been smoother, and mm. it was a bit... Um, well, she wouldn't have had the chance to edit her own that's writing right, or that's any of right. that sort of stuff. Um, do we have this in the collection? Yes, we absolutely do. Um, I listened to it again on audiobook, mm-hmm. and one of the other things I loved about it was that the introduction is by Gillian Flynn. Oh, wow. And, um, oh, that's who cool. is the author Gone of Girl. Gone Girl. Yeah. And, um, and she also reads the introduction in the audiobook version. Yeah. And then there is an epilogue by Patton Oswalt, who was her husband. Yeah. Um, and he reads the epilogue as well. So, yeah, big That's recommend. a great one. Yeah, mm. that's a really interesting... I stayed up for hours reading about 
this on the internet. I know recently. you really can go down the rabbit yeah. hole on this yeah. one. There's a lot to a lot to it because, like you say, it spans over decades. Decades and decades. It's fascinating. Really interesting. Fascinating how it all ties together in yeah. the end. Nice yeah. one. Yeah. Is that all I of think our that's books? It. it is. Oh, well, yeah. (laughs) uh, Maybe we should just mention that along with Jane Harper, we're going to have Carla Caruso and and Paul Ham all in the one week. In one week. It's our big week of authors. 4th, 6th and 8th of November. So that's a Sunday, a Tuesday and a Thursday. Yeah. All fantastic authors. Well worth coming along to. Um, Yeah. Book your tickets now. Definitely. ASAP. Yep. (laughs) Thanks Thanks for chatting. Yes. Bye (laughs) bye. Just a couple of things I'd like to clarify. The Perfect Nanny is mostly told from the mother's perspective, but does have snippets from the nannies as well. Also, I said that the Canadian government confiscated my grandfather's boat and he was never compensated, but in fact, in 1988, the Canadian government issued an apology to the Japanese Canadians and delivered a compensation package. That's all for now. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel so you don't miss an episode. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram, where we are at City of Marion Libraries. Thanks for listening.